Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. The deep dive, NBA Finals. Andy, can you feel it? Are you are you fired up? Can you hear the round ball rock? There. He, oh Jesus! Yeah, I can hear the round ball rock. And I'm gonna splice. Just that excited to uh, the um, a guy that I've really gotten a fondness for following on Twitter over the last NBA season, and in particular uh, his uh, you know his willingness to share numbers. Uh, and uh, and kind of put himself out there like this is this is what my math says about these games these series and and in general uh, just a solid follow uh, what first ever to the deep dive welcome at American Hi. Numbers Arturo how are you very very good looking forward to the finals and I'm I'm basically like fighting off hordes of W's fans who are upset with uh, what my model's saying about the finals. Oh, we got a controversy. This is not hot take. Uh, this was not the contrarian hot take. You legitimately um, put together the math for this finals, and you favor the Raptors, huh? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, to me, and I, I'm a very kind of, uh, you know, I, I, I used to play poker, and I would like just play, just play, just play what the cards tell you, and like I just go with what the math says. And I mean, to me, you know, if these teams basically are even records, and one of them is missing an MVP, and the one that's missing the MVP, who's also the finals MVP, is doesn't have home court advantage. So I don't know why people are so unhappy with me calling that Toronto to win the series. Yeah. See? It's can, be, this is, can we take a hard yeah, that, stand? That was, yeah, All three ahead. of us. We take go a hard ahead. stand that we are we are all of the agreement KD will not play. I mean, just from people we talk to and just the way it's gone, he, he's not playing. Like, don't – well. Uh, I, don't, there, I've seen, there, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of stuff. Right? I just, I don't think he plays at all. He, he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't play the the uh, the Warriors own news. And I got to retweet it. Like, I I do DFS as my main line, so like knowing what the hell the lineups are going to be is kind of important. So our our official, or at least my official projection for DFS is that KD will not play the series. Why? Because it's a four to six week timeline for recovery. Uh, the Warriors PR has said he's behind. He hasn't done any court work. That was as of Sunday. Katie himself has said he's behind on the timeline, and we'll get an update on Wednesday. I actually think it's more likely that he doesn't travel to Toronto. And there's no need for him to play, because actually the best thing that can happen to KD from a historical perspective is that the Warriors lose without him, because basically that kind of cements his legacy as a top five, like as a top sure all-time player. So he doesn't have anything to gain from playing, and he has everything to lose if he does play hurt. I mean, that injury was not a good injury, the one that he had. No, I strongly agree on all those points, and I would even go so farther to say I still am of the opinion that the Warriors are not being truthful about the injury and its severity. I do not believe that uh, what he's actually suffering from uh, is calf-related. I think he is suffering from an Achilles injury, uh, and you know it's it's uh, it's 
it, I've I've seen it before. I, I saw it in the moment. I feel like, and I I felt like I was taking crazy pills. They hustled uh, Woj onto this SVP while the game was like still going on to be like, oh, it's a calf uh, a calf sprain. And I was like, whoa, well, wait, wait a second, wait, wait, it can't even you can't even have a calf sprain. Like, what are they talking about? Like, it was a very very bizarre uh, handle. Yeah, they game. they made up an injury that you can't have. Yeah, well, let, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about like game, like injury gamesmanship, and sure. we've seen this a lot during the season. And again, DFS player, we have to look at the closing lines, and we we've gotten used to the NBA NBA teams being somewhat less intrusive on the. Uh, they're doing the Patriots thing, where like they lie on their injury reports, and I think there's a very real strategic advantage to saying, "Hey, no, KD, oh, KD's going to play game two. Where like kind of all the actual evidence says, like, no, no, he's actually not going to play the series. So, you know, they're trying – I think, one, one, they're trying to force the Raps to actually have to prepare for him defensively. And I think the second one is, well, they're, they're actually kind of doing uh, KD a solid by downplaying his injury, right? Because I think uh, KD so, – uh, 100% KD, true, yeah. I don't think KD wants it out there. Oh, he hurt his Achilles because that will reduce his value in free agency. And at worst, I think, like – I mean, like the Warriors kind of they, – they want to resign him. But, you know, they're, they're, they're doing everything possible. No, KD's great. KD's fine. Like, like don't question him. So I think – you know, I think he's hurt more than you than you see, and like he's hurt as much as the news from uh, Warriors PR and he says, which kind of tells you that he isn't going to play. He's more likely to not play than to play in the finals. Yeah, str- strongly agree with that. And you know, it's it, it is it is a tactical advantage to get Toronto to spend even five minutes thinking about it because the Warriors with KD, as we've seen now and has been proven very clearly uh, with how that Rocket series ended and the Western Conference Finals, the Warriors with KD and without KD, KD are very different teams. They run very different offensive sets. And if you can, you know, if you can get, you know, if you can waste any of the Raptors' time trying to prepare for an offensive set with KD involved, which may pop up during the series, uh, then you've, you know, you've done a good job of at least kind of maximizing your you know, your disinformation campaign, I suppose. Um, that's the only reason I could think they were doing it. But you're right. They are doing him a solid. They probably, as best we can tell, they do want to resign him, even though I think that's a real long shot. I think his writing is on the wall uh, with the piece that they released around All-Star break, Ramona Shelburne talking about how he moved his whole team to New York uh, and kind of the courting that he was oh, doing yeah. at the All-Star break, trying to get other players to agree to come to New York with him. Like All, all of that looks like you know decisions been made. He's going to be a Nick next year. Um, but, uh, yeah. but you're right. It, uh, it does hurt his leverage a little bit in terms of what he can get in terms of a contract, um, you know, a contract offer from the Knicks in length and, and his options. Uh, so it, it does make sense for, for all of this to have played out this way, especially if we don't end up seeing it. So it, it, it all jabs. When you, you talk gamesmanship and preparation there too, you know, the, just from the, from the Warriors side too, just knowing, you know whether it is it, it's it is discussed internally like i don't know this for a fact but it's discussed internally and if it you know the way i feel the way we feel it's like he's not playing if they can prepare the same way like they they i don't think they're hemming and hawing that does not do them anything any good as far as like preparing they need to be preparing as if KD's not playing at all and i think that's how they're they're probably preparing and I mean, just yeah. I, I would. I that's where I would go if I was coaching. If I was, if I was running that team, I would want to let the team know. Hey, guess what? We're not saying anything, but he's not playing. This is how we are moving forward. And then you know we're going ahead with the gamesmanship of fucking with Toronto at this point. 
I would say that like, and, and dropping some knowledge for your for your listeners is like, there's a great segment on Inside the NBA uh, with uh, Patrick Beverly, which is on, God, I think it was during the Houston series, where Patrick Beverly explains kind of how the Warriors run their offense when KD's on the floor and how you need to cover KD, right? Because the, the, the league kind of figured out that the way you cover him is the way they used to cover LeBron back in 2011 before he used to back down people, which is put a smaller man in front of him that can move. And basically, <clears throat> KD will front him. And basically, when he draws the ball down, like interfere with him because he won't back him down. And that's and then it just goes into ISO, and then it, the, the offense stagnates. When he's out, they're going to run like what they were running in the Portland series, which is like they're running kind of what they, the, the, the old motion sets that the Spurs used to run with KD just running around like a crazy person. Sorry, uh, Curry running around like a crazy person. And then kind of like using that motion to get people open, which is the balanced offense sets. And the difference being that like, they can do that against Houston and Portland because Houston and Portland didn't have the personnel, the physical big dudes to knock the hell out of Curry when he does that. Now, Toronto has elite defenders like seven or eight deep, and they're really, really, really good at like bumping the hell out of people and knowing what the refs are going to give them. So, I mean, like, I'm joking. This is serious. Like, if, if you see game one and game one, the ref crew is Tony Brothers and Mark Davis. That Toronto minus one line is completely crazy, and I expect that thing to jump like Toronto. So it'll jump like Toronto minus four because all the sharp betters will like immediately grab that number because they know that if Davis and, and Brothers are out there, Toronto will basically get away with like just taking like golf clubs to like Curry's head. And like if, if I was joking about this earlier, so if, like well, like if there's no blood, you know, they they might like Curry might not actually get a call. Right, like so, and this isn't this isn't like, and again, I want to be, I don't want to clarify because people will say, "Oh, you're you're talking about ref bias," and like this isn't that. This is certain refs do not call physicality in the playoffs, and certain teams are very, very, very good at identifying it. Toronto, when they see Mark Davis and Tony Brothers, basically start taking out knives and like brass knuckles, and like they will, they will literally, they will murder the other team. Because they know that they won't get a call, right? So they, they sure. take advantage of that, and they have all these like 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 they have guys like Gasol, Ibaka, like Danny Green, like Kawhi, uh, Kyle Lowry. Like these are guys who like play rough physical defense and are veterans, and like will do as much as they can in that series. So that's you know look at like there if if KD's out there, you really can't do that because KD will go into this ISO set, and if you foul KD, he's going to kill you at the line. Yes, if Curry's yes. out there, it'll be physical, and like it's physical on the perimeter, and physical on the perimeter doesn't get you foul calls, particularly against certain refs. Which yeah. is, and, and again, Toronto is really, really, really smart about this. Like we saw this. Like I've talked to other sharps who agree with me. Toronto was really, really good at making adjustments to what the refs was giving them and to the lineups, and they did that in all three series. So I fully expect them to like treat Curry like a pinball in the series, right? Yeah, that was really, really well said. And I got to, I have to say, like, I'm a guy, I'm, I have, I have been known to be conspiracy whale from time to time. Like I have put on the tinfoil hat and had some conspiracies that have been pretty outrageous and stupid. And I will own that. Um, But I have always kind of been a guy that's like, stop, there's no ref bias that, you know, it's just, you know, the, 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 the refs in football, you know, I'm the, you know, the NFL is not fixing games. You know, they're not, there's, there's none of this nonsense, blah, 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 blah. Like just stop. All of that well, kind of no. goes out the window when you look at you know what is going on in the NBA playoffs because it's exactly like you said. 
they call it they have tendencies and teams know their tendencies and they if teams are trying to make adjustments from game to game and one of the adjustments that they will key on is well what will the refs let us get away with tonight like that is 100 happening and it's, you've seen it really really matter in these playoffs i have well, a friend way, who's specifically only playing ref angles and he is killing these playoffs yeah. it is crazy but it, it, but see, it makes sense. Here's the thing: is like you mentioned, you mentioned the NFL, and I'm I'm a Laps Patriots fan, and one of the things the Patriots were famous for is they would watch the like so they would basically watch the film during the game, and they're watching what the refs are calling in terms of contact. And if the refs are allowing you to bump the hell out of the receiver past five yards, you can bet that the 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 the, the Patriots will basically like call it down, double and they'll down start on it at halftime. Yeah, they'll double down on it at halftime or double down on it during the game. And if, oh, I can get away with like this kind of interference, they'll start doing it. And this isn't, so this isn't, this isn't the refs trying to fix the game. This is this ref, like, you know, whistles the game in a certain way that allows for more physical contact. Or this is exactly like, like the variation in strike zones in, 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 in the MLB. Certainly, like, if you know, if you're a catcher and you know what the strike zone is, I'm a catcher too. I'm like, if I know what the strike zone is for this up, the way I set up, it's going to be really important to like how the strike I have to sell strike. Oh, it's so, so true. Yeah, so true. So true. Okay. Well, I, I think, it's just a, it's a condition. A I mean, it, it's hard in the NBA to talk about it, but like, you know, it's like the, it's the refs are almost like the weather or any other outside condition that's not the other team. Good, if you're a smart point. enough team and you have the analytics that can like just taking advantage of that, like, hey, it's going to piss rain today. Maybe we can't throw the deep ball, you know, going to the NFL. But if it's just another condition. Like, I love the way you put that as far as you, if you're as a team can analyze the raft and know what you can get away with. And I love that, the Patriots thing, as far as even doing it in-game. <laughs> yeah, that's a and great now I'm, now I'm scared of shit. Like, now, now, I'm, now I'm, like, fully convinced. It's like Raptors. Yeah, it's Raptors by, like, 20 now if that's the refs. In-game. Well, no, but fully I mean, like, and then also the tinfoil hat thing, too. I was gonna say it's basically like, the, like the, so pop, if, the Popovich picture. Yeah, Ooh. Tony Brothers and Mark Davis are the course field of physical play in the playoffs. Ah, that's great, 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 great corollary. Uh, that 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 I mean, absolutely cements it. Um, it's like it's although, like, and it, but instead of the instead of the ball flying out of the park, it's gonna be like Steph flying into the stands. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, we'll circle back. We won't. We don't know who the refs are yet. This is uh, we're we recording know. this on Tuesday. Um, but it's very important that people check the NBA post it. Yeah. The NBA yeah. posted it four in the afternoon, just yeah. before the game. NBA <laughs> yeah, ref is a very you'll important know. thing. Um, okay. So uh, let's. Uh, but you know, for the sake of of, uh, of arguing, then. So you're if you are Nick Nurse, if you are Toronto, and um, I guess before before we get into. The specific matchup of of uh, Warriors um, versus Raptors, I I owe the Nick Nurse and the Raptors an enormous um, debt of gratitude for um, pulling out the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, I gotta tell a real quick story because it's kind of funny, and I told someone I would tell it. Uh, but the um, uh, I was heavy, heavy, heavy on the Raptors uh, all throughout 2018, 2019. Um, I made two especially large futures moves this season. The first one I know also I can celebrate with Arturo. We we were talking about this over the course of the end of the season, but the Magic came on strong. They won the Southeast, uh, and they hit eight to one tickets at like every uh, every shop that I operate. Uh, and so I thanked the Magic, and that was huge. But oh, I was yeah, like, right. if I could just get the Raptors to win the Eastern Conference Finals, this will you know one hundred percent make my year. 
Um, and the Raptors, and a lot of that was because uh, of a funny story. So uh, back last summer uh, in our chat, Andy, uh, our one of our buddies who's got Spurs connections uh, was telling us like he knows Kawhi's uncle basically, and was getting kind of the inside scoop on what was going on with Kawhi and the Spurs. And he, you know, he told us like what four months before it ever came to fruition that like Kawhi was pretty much done for the season and was not coming back to play for the Spurs. And so, you know, we kind of knew a lot better than what the media was saying, like Kawhi's availability was going to be in the, in the 2017, 18 season. Um, and, you know, so he was right about that and we knew he had the, the hookup and, uh, and then he was telling us, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, he was this, not hurt. He was not, no, he was, he was legitimately <laughs> just, I'm out. I'm out. Do not, you know, I do not want to threaten my, you know, impending opportunities here by playing, you know, relatively less than a little, like no, playing 80% and, uh, and getting, uh, you know, and, and, and hurting my, my, uh, potential outcome. So anyway, he was telling us also that, uh, you know, the, the Spurs were pissed about it. Obviously they will, they are, they are a very vindictive front office. They, they do things, uh, in a lot of ways that, uh, you know, are out of spite. And so this was believable. He was telling us that basically they were trying to make a deal to send him to the Phoenix Suns because they were like, fine, you know, if you don't want to play for us, we'll send you to play for Robert Sarver. Uh, and, uh, and so, we, you know, it came, it popped up in the off season. Maybe it was around, it was, it was like around like June. It popped up on Bookmaker, like, well, it's the next team that Kawhi will play for. Uh, and the Suns were listed at like 17 to 1 or something, right? It was something insane like that. 28, and, uh, 28 to one. Was it 28 to one? It was that high. It was, it was something ridiculously yeah. high. And we were like, yeah. and, it, and I was kind of, we were scratching your heads. Like, why are the suns even on there? Like who, who at all has that, you know, ha- understands that that could happen, but somebody requested it. It was up there. Uh, you know, one of like six choices. And so we were like, okay, put, move some money into bookmaker, hammer, 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 hammer sons. Right. And so we had, so I had, a good amount of limit bets on the suns at bookmaker. Uh, and it was probably like, it was within the same day that this happened where, um, I was just finished kind of getting down what I wanted on, uh, quiet of the suns. And somebody retweeted on my timeline, like the, a draft night tweet that Woj had about the Pacers have a deal for Kawhi, like for something from like 2011. Right. And so I see that and I'm just like, like the, my, like the bottom fell out of my stomach. I was like, no, like, I can't believe this happened because, you know, the, yeah, it was like an like, eight, eight year old. I was like, no, it was an eight year old tweet. I didn't see the date, but I was just like this. Oh God, I can't believe I got screwed like this. This sucks. And so I raced back to bookmaker to look for pacers to see if I could just unload enough to cover all my exposure that I had just laid out on the suns at 28 to one. And so the Pacers weren't listed, but the field was listed. <laughs> and so I moved like a decent amount of Bitcoin over to Bookmaker. I dumped it on the field, thinking that he was, you know, uh, that it was going to be imminent, uh, you know, news that, uh, yeah, that Kawhi was going to the Pacers. Uh, and, um, you know, that now, so now I've got basically double my exposure down on pace on field and sons and, uh, and come back and find out, Oh, that tweet was like, eight years old. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, great. Now I've, you know, completely screwed myself, you know, trying to be, you know, this inside information guy and get, you know, known, known bets down. Uh, and, um, 
And it worked out in a funny way because, you know, people really started going, you know, five dimes hung a prop then on Kawhi and the Suns got pounded from like 28 to one down to like three to one. Right. Do you remember that? Like that thing really tilted at five dimes and people were like, oh, the news is out. The news is out. He's going to the Suns, going to the Suns. And I mean, we were like congratulating each other in the chat. Like, yeah, yeah, Kawhi to the Suns is happening. Look at that number moving five times. And uh, and then. You know, lo and behold, the surprise announcement comes out that the Raptors made a deal and Kawhi was headed to Toronto. And so at that point, I'm like, oh, crap, like, was Toronto in the field or not at Bookmaker? And uh, race back, you know, go through all my screenshots that I had at the time uh, and find that, yep, Toronto was in the field. Uh, And so I ended up with and and the score on the field was again, was close to like 20 to one ish i want to say it was way way up there uh and uh and so i had an enormously huge payday for like the stupidest luckiest reason possible of just legitimately just making a brutal mistake uh and then cashing quiet of the field and uh you know quite quite a toronto uh and so at that point once that once they once they cashed that ticket and i had you know just this enormous amount that was like a gift I was like, you know what? I'm rolling this into Toronto Eastern Conference futures. Like LeBron's gone. Like somebody's got to take over the East. You know, Kawhi made, you know, back-to-back finals, beat LeBron once. Like he can own the East. Like this is a good bet. So I rolled basically the entirety of my winnings there into uh, Eastern Conference uh, Raptors futures at like around three to one. This number got beat down to like two plus 250-ish or so before the season started. And then yeah, I ended up adding a ton more to it throughout the season and, and in the series itself when they were down 0-2, I was still like, well, you know, I'm going to be on vacation. I'm not going to have communication. Like I might as well just like, you know, go down with the ship here uh, and put more on them at like plus, I think I had plus 650 when they were down 0-2. Uh, but uh, yeah, they came through in a big way. And uh, I feel like I have Nick Nurse to, fit, to thank for that. Nick Nurse made some incredible adjustments during that series. And on the flip side, but Budenholzer did exactly what he was known for heading into the series, which was failing to make the key adjustments needed to win a playoff series against a legit opponent. So um, what? I, I guess I'll, I'll flip it to Arturo first. What are some of your takes uh, takeaways from that Eastern Conference Finals? Uh, and uh, does Toronto, have they, have they used too many of their bullets to this point in the playoffs? I mean, they went seven brutally tough games against the Sixers. Uh, those The six games they played against the Bucks were tough. I mean, I know the, the finals are spread way out. We got two and three days, th- mostly three days rest between games, one two-day rest. Like, like what, is, uh, what does Toronto have left, and, and what were your key takeaways from that Eastern Conference Finals? Uh, first, I'm going to say that, like, the reason that, like, uh, I, I have some sources in Kawhi's camp, which I'm not going to burn. All I'm going to say is the reason he wound up in Toronto uh, was very clutch. Uh, that, that, ah, that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Uh, that's okay. all I'm going. That's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, okay. it it's it's a very particular sort of reason why it, 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 there's another deal that was in place that kind of fell apart, and that's what I've heard, right? Uh, and th- there's actually like, well, from what I've heard, like Toronto fans, he there's a, like he's not what I've heard is he's not against staying in a small market, and I think they have a good shot at keeping him, right? Again, I think that, like, you know, he, there's always, you know, the L.A. is the, the elephant in the room. But, hey, you know, there's, there's, I think there's a real chance, and Toronto's doing a good job at it. My takeaways, right, are going to be that, like, so what you're saying in terms of, like, what, they, what Nurse did versus what uh, Bud did, which is really critical, is, like, Nurse went to a playoff rotation. Very short, very short, like, uh, sorry, very, uh, very short rotation 
uh, lots of minutes for his starters, like 40-plus for like all his key players, and about really only about seven guys deep. Uh, Bud kind of stuck with his uh, regular season rotations. Uh, I made this point. Uh, Giannis has played one game in 2019 where he's played more than 40 minutes, like like only once, and that was the overtime game that they lost, right? So if – I mean, and I've said this. If, if the Bucks simply just go to playoff rotations – uh, like if, if Kawhi plays 42 minutes, uh, they sweep. I think they, I mean, because it was that, I mean, the, the, those games were a margin. I mean, I think they win game three if Kawhi plays 40, 42 minutes in regulation. Yeah, you mean Giannis, and Giannis, right? The, yeah, if Giannis, so, yeah. If, if Giannis is on the floor, an average of 40 plus throughout the series, you think the Bucks win the Eastern Conference? I think, I think, I think the Bucks sweep. I mean, I think because they take game three, which is close, and then <laughs> yeah, game four. That's a good point, actually. Thank you, Coach Bud. That's a good point. <laughs> Well, no, here's the thing. They, they yeah. lost, like, game three was, like, it was the swing in the series. I mean, game, th- th- there was two things. There's, uh, oh, God, I, I'm going to I'm gonna screw up this name. It's uh, this uh, Lakers film guy, uh, T.R., I, f- I forget his name. I'll look it up later. But, like, he put this great thing up where, like, he, he showed what the adjustment was that uh, Toronto made. Toronto basically crashed on, on Giannis. So, basically, G- uh, Kawhi was directly helping on Giannis on every play after like game three and they would crash on him and like the like like Bud really didn't adjust to it and like look to the open man until like the fourth the until late in the fourth in that late late in the third quarter in game six he, he realized hey is that Brooke Lopez oh I remember when he used to score 25 10 when he was with, with the Nets and if you if you like in that game like all of a sudden like they started like going to Lopez and Lopez actually started killing them because like Toronto was still crashing down on Giannis but like Hey, Brook Lopez can actually make shots in, in critical times because he's a good offensive player. They also had Middleton, who they never used in that series. So, like Bud, I mean Bud, this was this was a George Carl uh, worthy co- uh, playoff co- coaching performance, and because George Carl was like. Like nobody's cost me more money in the playoffs than George Carl for like taking teams that should win, that should win a series, and like playing, yeah. playing the wrong guys, playing yeah. bat, playing like playing like, playing them like regular season minutes, and like not making any playoff adjustments. So Bud, great regular season coach, much better than Jason Kidd, terrible playoff coach. He, 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 he just he just yeah. didn't adjust the rotations. He just he just did like really bad things. Like I, I still in my heart I think the Bucks are the best team in the NBA. But they just did not – they look like a young team and their coach just made terrible adjustments, right? So how do you get in – how do you deal with a situation like that when you're using a numerical model when you come up against a coach who you would model – you know, you would model coaching tendencies and, and player rotations one way for the regular season. Uh, you just basically say you, – you account for that explicitly, like Toronto's going to do this with their their minutes and yeah. their rotations. Bucks are going to do this, and that – has how do you quantify that impact well again i'm a dfs guy right so dfs means like the most important thing in dfs is minutes 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 right so i used to do this all probably (laughs) eh, i mean like but like minutes and like so you know like if somebody missing does the usage change that kind of thing but like minutes are the most important thing so i used to do this automatically but again george carl and george carl like like cost like I, i believe it was a lakers nuggets series where like the nuggets outscored the lakers but still lost (laughs) <laughs> and like, no, they did, and I I always remember that because like it it, it cost me it cost me the uh, the two hoops I would have I would have won the two hoops stack geek smackdown on ESPN, but I lost because stupid George Carl. 
So based on stupid George Carl, I ended up like taking the grass. I ended up like, you know, I what I do, same thing I would do for DFS. I sit there, I look at the rotations, I look at the typical adjustments and the and the and the averages, and I make adjustments for the rotations by hand. So like I know that the Warriors will shorten the rotations. I know what their projected rotations are. I know that Clay is going to play forty-two minutes, uh, and and I know they'll blame I me. Mean, I, I know that Curry will play X X amount of minutes, and I'll adjust that by hand for every series. I'll do the same thing for Toronto. Toronto's going to play seven guys. I know what the minutes are going to be. So both like I know what the adjustment is going to be based on like past performance, and I can get it within the ballpark fairly easily. I you know, but like you have to go in and account for that. Because if you just assume that a team is going to be exactly the team they were in the in the in the in the in the regular season, like there's no chance that Jeremy Jeremy Lin's not playing in the series, right? Unless it's you know? a blowout. <laughs> yeah, let's blow like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, these guys aren't playing. So you go in and you. Uh, yeah, you, you I'm sorry. Wait, wait, let's qualify. Jeremy Lin's not playing in the series unless Tony Brothers and Mark Davis are <laughs> game one. Yeah, unless like fingers you know, crossed. Unless, like, yeah. unless Kerr like flies the white flag in one of these games, and they're like, ah, yeah, right. you know, I'm passing. Yeah. This. Yeah, and I think the other the other thing you were talking about, and this is actually another really important bullet for, bullet for the playoffs, which is, uh, am I worried about the rest for uh, the playoffs? Uh, no, I'm I'm typically not worried about rest and injuries for the playoffs unless it's like an injury that keeps you off the floor, because there's a little known fact, which is, um, per the CBA, the NBA does a fixed amount of tests in season for uh, for drugs, so like for drugs, for HEA, for everything else. Fast, like past, past the last, past the last test. Basically, once you do your last test, you're free and clear, oh, and that course. means that like you can guess the best medical science. So all of a sudden, LeBron is leaping out of the building in the playoffs, huh? All of a sudden, Dwayne uh, Wade course. is like much more, like Dwayne Wade looks like much better, or all of a sudden like Ray John Rondo looks like oh I didn't realize Ray John Rondo could still leap like that. Like, oh, wasn't Kawhi's leg kind of gimpy and all of a sudden looks Yes, I, thought, I, I was I just going there. Nah, I was going to ask um, you. Okay, okay. Well, the, the way to kind of view it is like... Miraculous. It, yeah. Well, no, it's not. I mean, like... What, no, what basically I know. I'm being silly. Yeah. But they, but they have the best access to, like, medicine and recovery that they can have uh, at this point. And look, like, you know, they won't have another drug test until... I think it's after June 1st. So, like, you know, I mean, you know, if they need something to help them kind of, like, jump better or look or, or run better or do that, they will. And, like, you know, I think that, like, you can kind of expect unless they can't physically walk, which is what happens with KD, they will be able to play and they'll be, like, you know, they'll be fairly healthy. And, again, you, you mentioned that the finals actually you have, like, a significant amount of rest between games, so it shouldn't be a big deal. I mean, Toronto's going to play those rotation minutes, and, I mean, I think that you can expect that – you know, both those teams will run short rotations. That, and, and, and unless somebody, like, you know, unless their legs falls off, they're going to be playing, right? That's pretty much what you can expect. Mm, man. I mean, that, that I, Milwaukee, you know, the Milwaukee rotation you talked about, you talked about the coaching. And did it surprise you? Or, I mean, is that kind of how you lined it? Yeah. Uh, it I surprised you, me. You didn't kind of make that as clear. Well, I mean, what did it surprise you how badly they managed that in, in the last, basically, yes. I mean, four games, but really the last two games, it was it was awful. To clarify, uh, Seth Byrne, who's one of the guys who, uh, who, Seth Byrne does this thing where, like, he takes our models that we post and he projects them against the Vegas line. So my sure. model was on Toronto, right? Sure. Uh, yeah. I thought the Bucks would win the series, but I thought Toronto had a much better shot at winning the series than, than what Vegas was giving. So I was taking the... Uh, the position I was taking the position on Toronto, um, and what was interesting is I I kept thinking you know Bud's you, you just 
Kawhi is like what 23 24 he's gonna play him 40 minutes and he's gonna win this it's obvious it's right there chris middleton like here's the thing whatever you think about like jason kidd had like real problems that co but that coaching staff last year and 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 well if you're a boston fan you know this that that coaching staff last year in the boston series basically tr almost killed us with middleton right because yes. they once yes. we started yes. collapsing on Giannis, they killed yes. us with Middleton. And like for some reason, like Bud just didn't do that. Like Middleton, Chris Middleton's right there. Like they're they're doing doubles and triple teams on Giannis. Chris Middleton's right there. Brooke Lopez is right there. Brogdon's right there. Why aren't you killing us with with these guys? I'm not saying Toronto couldn't have adjusted to that, but there 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 wasn't any. And I got got I I'm gonna remember the the the, the Lakers guy who basically like broke down the film and showed like they made no adjustments. The guys were open until kind of late in game six so it's not that these coaches don't don't make the adjustments it's just like they're really really slow to doing that and by the time Bud did it then well i mean Kawhi just had already like you know Kawhi had already gone and grabbed his heart that was rebounding off of this three i mean it was like yeah insane yeah 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 no i i, and I mean I remember, and yeah going in talking, going yeah. into the finals with the coaching the you know the coaching disparity isn't there i, I mean it flips uh got, no uh, uh I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I guess Girl, I, if you want to, yeah, if you want to talk about that, strictly no. from an experience standpoint, yes. But let, no, let's no, give nurses. We'll give we'll give nurses due in just a second. I, I want to put a final bow on the Budenholzer because Andy, you asked like, did you expect it? Like, I we I had a long conversation with our NBA chat buddies on after Game Three when we were like, okay, Toronto, that was you know Toronto, that was their game. Like they they should have they should have won more convincingly. Siakam missed some some free throws that would have put that away in regulation. They ended up getting it done anyway. Like that was. Uh, to a degree, it was lucky, but it, that was their game. Uh, and we talked after that game, like, okay, well, you know, what can the Bucks do now? Like, people expected the Bucks to come back out and win game four because they were the better team, blah, 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 blah. And we were like, you know what? Like, no, that Toronto made some adjustments. They have some, you know, some mismatches right now. And, you know, the adjustments were there for the Bucks at that time. They could have fired Eric Bledsoe into the sun. They could have gone big and just gotten way huh. physical and just <laughs> attacked the rim at, at will. Gasol was doing a very, a very... Uh, subpar job protecting the rim, in my opinion, but you know, but the way they were collapsing on Giannis had made it very, very, you know, it, it it mitigated that to a degree. But the adjustments, the adjustments were there for the Bucks, and we talked about it. And we're like, you know what? Like, what is Budenholzer known for? He's known for this in the gambling community that he does not make good adjustments during playoff series, uh, and so that was kind of like the only kind of hope ray of hope I had. Uh, and now I feel, I mean, I feel very lucky to have won that Toronto uh, series bet now because, like. Before the series started, they, you know, I saw the graphics like, you know, Kawhi has played, you know, five more games than Giannis to this point. Uh, and he's playing, averaging 10 more minutes per game. Like, oh my God, Giannis is fresh and he's, you know, my, you know, they're going to be able to crank up his minutes and it's going to get wild. They didn't do it and that made the difference. And it wouldn't surprise me if like everyone talking about this now in the postmortem does kind of get through to Budenholzer that he needs to have a different approach next year. I kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm softly preparing a pretty strong position on Bucks for 2019-2020. I feel like they needed to make this step. You know, they needed to have this loss uh, to, and kind of learn from it and improve from it. Like, it's so tough for teams just to go from zero to 60 and, you know, never win a playoff series and then all of a sudden go to the finals in one season. Like, that's a, a huge leap. Uh, but now that they have the experience of at least one Eastern Conference Finals, I, I won't be shy kind of getting involved in some bucks uh positions for uh for next season because you know Giannis now eastern conference is kind of his especially if quad goes west 
Yeah, I mean, so I think that's going to be the key. Does does Kawhi go west? I think that's the key. Um, yeah. I, I think, and then you had then you had the Tony Brothers Mark Davis game, which was game five, and <laughs> then you had Kawhi. Yeah. You had Kawhi shutting like Kawhi shutting the door on game six. I mean, I think that's kind of where you wind up on that series. Yep, yep, it's good. It's good. Um, so you're not you're not concerned about Kawhi uh, potentially. Yeah, let's talk nur- nursing care. Yeah. Yeah, Nurse and, Nurse and Kerr is, is good. Uh, good so, jumping on point. Yeah, go ahead. So Kerr, so Kerr basically gets out coached in every single playoff series he ever plays. No, here's the thing. Here's, there's a difference. It's the same thing. It's not, it's, okay. not as bad, it's not as bad as Budenholzer, right? It's not as bad as Budenholzer. But sure. Kerr is a great regular season coach and a hey, playoff coach. He's, sure. low, he's, he's, he's slow to make adjustments. He does, the rotation thing he does, like, but he's slow to make adjustments. For example, in that Clippers series, right? The Clippers game that they blew by, like, they were leading by 31 points in blue. They blew because they stuck to a man defense, right? So they were playing, they were playing man defense, and like what the what the what the Clippers were doing on offense is they were doing rotation, rotation, rotation until they they would get a mis, mismatch and crash on it. And you could actually like if you watch go back and watch the game film. You can see Kevin Durant like watching and going like, "Why is this idiot not telling me to just like cover the rim, right?" Because like whenever like whenever Kevin Durant would wind up at the rim, the, the the Clippers couldn't score because he was basically like acting as a rim protector. But like they would just rotate, 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 and like then immediately after that they stopped doing that because it was it was stupid. And like Doc Rivers was literally just like jobbing him up and down the floor. It was it was it, it was kind of amazing in that series. Like the, the Clippers were winning basically because they were just like playing way smarter. And, and again, this isn't that like Kerr is a bad coach, but like, I, I mean, I kind of don't think that like, like, so I know that Toronto will immediately like take advantage of like the, any ref disadvantage that they have and they'll go sure. out like, like make adjustments because we've seen them do this in the series where like, I know that like Kerr will be slower to respond on these adjustments. Right. And, sure. and I think that, that's and, like, that, yeah, to a degree, would you say Kerr has fewer bullets to fire in terms of adjustments just because of the limited nature of their roster at this point? Yeah, I mean, I, I went through the roster right now, and any time that Steph is not on the floor, it's a garbage fire. It, it is a legitimate garbage fire. Like, if you take, like, th- like it doesn't matter who's on there. If, like, if Steph is on, it's good. If Steph's not on there, they've gotten murdered, these playoffs. Like I'm, yeah. I'm basically assuming no Steph, no KD. If K, if Steph and KD are out, it's a garbage fire, because like it, it just they they just don't have the personnel to do it. And again, here's the thing, like like Portland was decimated. Portland didn't yes. have like half. They're missing like half their team. Uh, Dame was hurt, and like Houston was very specifically. Houston made some mistakes early in the season. They they turned over. They basically burned their roster on fire twice during the season, which made it really hard to predict. And they were basically geared to having all these like small flexible defenders. So they said, like, well, let's have all these small flexible defenders that can come, like Pete guy like guys like Peter Tucker or Gordon, who can basically get in front of Ke- Kevin Durant and stop him and like lock that deep. Go ahead. That can basically stop Kevin Durant. And so once Jesus. the series, sorry, once the series swung to, oh no, now they're going to play motion, and like we need physicality. Toronto, like who's like Toronto couldn't. It's like, sorry, uh, Houston couldn't keep uh, Clint Capella on the floor and didn't have any effective size to throw at them. So really, this is your first kind of, okay, I mean, like, I, I feel like I feel like Philadelphia was better than, like, any of the opponents that, like, the Warriors have faced so far, right? Because 
because there's there were specific limitations to some of these teams, and like that field that Philadelphia team was like tall and huge, and like had really good defenders, had a lot of stars, and like had guys who could go out and punch you in the mouth. Same yeah. thing with the Bucks. Same thing with Toronto. And you know this magic, is going to magic be like, even to a degree where we're harder competition than uh, uh, or yeah. at least they they magic was a tougher series than Portland was for the Warriors. That's for sure. Yeah, I think the thing the, the that magic series was interesting because like like Toronto won that series because they were they played like vets, right? They made yeah. like it, and I'm watching that game. They made like every clutch play. They they really wanted that and like like you know Orlando just looked at a team that was happy to be there. They played really well. They won one game. They could have won at least one of the other games too. But no, Toronto kind of likes it, like you, Toronto was at a different level. I kind of think that like Orlando team has a nice bright future. But they, they just weren't ready for the speed of that series. But like getting back to the Warriors, I think this is going to be by far the toughest team they faced. And it's a team that like literally like that team, like Toronto has the perfect complement of defenders to throw at, at, at the Warriors, right? They've got Kawhi, they've got Danny Green, they've got Lowry, they've got Serge Ibaka, they've got Gasol, they've got Siakam. I mean, like what they're gonna I mean, they're gonna throw Kawhi to help on on Curry, right? And they've got Danny Green who like, you know, there's a great like Danny Green will go out clay, like it's like Siakam will go at Draymond, you know, and there isn't really a mismatch they can exploit. And like they they and again, I I've I've seen this you you're a Boston fan. You've seen this Toronto team. They're gonna go out, they're gonna just physically manhandle this other team because that's the personnel that they have. And like I don't know what the I mean like if okay if Curry can't hit then it's not like they can't cover clay, and it's not like they have any bigs that can actually like be effective. I don't think in this series. I mean, Draymond's going to want to be more of a perimeter guy, but I mean, it's it's a really kind of they really really are going to miss KD in the series. Like yeah. they're like very much like because KD is the one that like if you have KD, well then Kawhi has to like help on KD, and you can't yeah. help on Curry. Yep, and it becomes kind of a different game. Whereas like again, I think that 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 Toronto minus one line is insane for game one. Uh, for like multiple reasons, but I mean, you know, the the obvious one is like I, I mean, I was walking it down like, so if this was a regular season game, right, and it's the Warriors are going to Toronto, both teams like Toronto's healthy and the Warriors are missing KD. What line do you get? Probably like Toronto minus six ish, maybe seven, even eight. Yeah, some six somewhere seven. in that range, six to eight, somewhere in there. Right, and 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 what if I tell you that like like KD's out and Boogie's out. Yeah, yeah, just eight. <laughs> yeah, probably eight. I mean, I don't know. Boogie, I don't know oh, what and, Boogie's and, impact really was positive, negative for the Warriors over the course of the season. It seemed like they played faster uh, when he was not on the floor because he was always kind of limited from um, a fitness standpoint. But uh, I don't know. Boogie, Boogie actually helps, like, so again, DFS, Boogie helps Clay and Dre and hurts Curry when he's on the floor okay. in, terms of, in terms of production. Uh, because they run more PNR and they run it around uh, clay and it's it's a thing. So like if you're playing DFS, you always like oh it's it's if, if and, like from I, anybody who's playing DFS, Curry, just Curry, just Curry, right? You want Curry, right? You want sure. you want Kawhi, then like build around that. But like I mean, I think that's kind of there's a big million dollar tournament, so that's why I mentioned it. Um, uh, I gotcha. uh, uh, gotcha. But yeah, I mean the the way to kind of think about it is is matchup wise. Well, okay, so. You know what do you like? How how are you attack? Like so, they're going to bump Curry, right? And they're going to knock him down. He's going to sure. make a shot. So what is your second option? So they're going to take Curry away, which is what they've done to like they took Giannis away. They basically like took Butler away, and they're going to try to do that to Curry. 
And and Curry will get some of his, but they're gonna throw the physical defense that the Cle- the Cavs used to throw at. And then that means, well, Clay has to be. But Clay's gonna have Danny or Siakam or somebody else. Like they're gonna rotate these guys. They're gonna have good defenders on them. And so is Dre gonna beat you? Is Looney, right? Is it a Gudala? I mean, it, it it becomes kind of interesting. I think that again, to me, like again, to me, I'm looking at it and going like, and, and the other point is like minus one. You're basically betting on. You're almost like. The 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 Raptors aren't going to be, win by one. The Raptors, if they win, they're going to win by five, like four, five, six, seven. Right? Sure, sure. So it's kind of a it's kind of a little bit of a silly line. To me, this at worst is like at worst an under court you'd be as a pick'em. But again, I've been watching these teams. Like you know, the same reason like the public thinks oh Golden State can actually play better because they do. They play better in the playoffs in the regular season because. In the regular season, the Warriors won't like Curry won't will rare will rarely play his last rotation in the fourth quarter. Same with Clay, same with like Dre. One of them will generally what happens is one of the four will play the last rotation, but they'll skip what and what I mean by that is like if you divide the games or different rotations, there's generally a last eight minute rotation in the fourth quarter where the starters play in a game that's competitive, and the Warriors a lot of the time will not send out all their guys for that last rotation. The Spurs started this, uh, Kerr does it, but the Raptors do it too. The Raptors do that, and the Raptors also rested guys a lot on back-to-back. So Kawhi never played on back-to-backs. So the Warriors, yes, they have a fifth gear that they didn't show in the regular season, but the Raptors also have this fifth gear, and they've been doing it nonstop in the playoffs. So, you know, you know, if, if you say it's two even teams, they both have kind of the same step up. Curry and Kawhi have been playing at elite levels, right? Sure. And you know the 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 Warriors are missing the 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 two-time defending Finals MVP, who's also the MVP, who's a top ten player ever, uh, and they're also missing their starting center. Yes. Um, and they don't have home court. So again, this is like if you walk it logically, why are the Warriors favored in the series? There's no reason for the Warriors to be favored in the series, other than like public perception, right? And again, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. The, it, it is the public perception. That's I think I, I think you ask a bunch of people, they, there might be people that don't know that they're not playing. They don't have home court. Like that would just make oh, no yeah. sense For to them in their sure. head. Well, well, I promise no, you, it's, there it's the Warriors. Are, I, I promise it's, you, it's, that, it's yeah. Golden State. Like, yeah. like yeah, it's a fucking road game. Yeah, like that, I, I think a lot of people are just glossing over that, yeah. and I think maybe you set a line like that because you're you're afraid of all the public exposure you're going to get one way or the other. You might as well not give them. I don't know. I don't. Know. It, that almost works against. I, I'm still. I'm puzzled well, too. I mean, and uh, I think, I think it, it's just kind of the perception. And I talked about this in the pre before we start recording, and uh, where the real edge comes in, right? So where if you're somebody who's betting sharp, betting with models, betting with real data, where your edge is going to grow is when the public comes in, right? Sure. And what I mean by that is big events where the public comes in, the Super Bowl, uh, NCAA uh, basketball, the World Cup, uh, like you know preseason totals for over-unders. You want places where like the public is coming in, people who typically don't bet on this, and they're coming in, they're bringing in the preconceptions, and you're saying, well, this doesn't make any sense. And so, like, you know, I ran the – like, I, I always run a model for the NCAA football, basketball this year. And, like, you know, I was running a base one. I think we were winning at, like, a 67% clip or more against the spread this year. Something insane because, like, all these people who have no idea how these teams play are coming in and saying, oh, that's a bad line. Like, no, it's actually a good line. And you should be betting on the other side. And it's the same kind of thing here. I mean, objectively, at worst, this should be a pick right? And 
Uh, this is being there's one, at there's one fact there's one factor that I want to push back on here. Uh, sure. you're the core of this Warriors team, this is their mm -hmm. fifth this is their fifth finals. This is their fifth time in this situation. You got four guys on the floor at the end of these crunch time games in, in Draymond, Iggy, Clay, and Steph who have done it and they've done it together. They've done it in situations where, you know, the going was a lot tougher. Like they they you know they they have not really fired a lot of are their you, bullets this postseason. Are you, like, are you, you know, yeah, good. Are you familiar with the historical model for finals? I've done this one too. I've got an historical model for finals. What does the historical model for finals tell you? The fifth final, like teams that like, oh, at like yeah, the yeah, fourth, yeah. That, that, oh, double, yeah, that's a good, that's a fair point. Yes, they're, yes, they're, they're, going, a fair they're, point. They're, they're generally going to crash and they're on, generally going to underperform because sure. people, people like father, father time, like because sure. the teams are, they're, they're banged up. It's the, like what Pat Riley would call the disease of more. Like Clay's checked, Clay, Clay, Clay might be leaving. KD is is leaving, right? Yeah, right. Uh, Boogie Boogie's basically had two major leg injuries in the last eighteen months. Yeah, so right, right. kind of like it, it's that team versus the other team on the other side, which is basically all these guys who are super hungry, who want it. Like you know, these are all guys like who, who, who like. There's a bunch of guys like Ibaka like wants it, like Gasol wants it, like, and they've been here in these wars, and they're it's like getting all the villains and the guys who want to beat them together on the other side, and they're really hungry <laughs> yeah, about it. No, seriously. And, sure, and, sure. And the yeah. last time we saw Kawhi like playing these warriors, he was basically like routing them before like Zaza took his leg out. Yes, right? I was going to ask you. We'll, we'll put a pin in that because I want to come back to, and circle back on but, that in, in a second. Zaza. Yeah, I know. But that, people, people I, have that, that, that would have been a seven-game series. I I will go to my grave thinking that that was a seven-game yeah, series I, if Kawhi plays all seven games. I, I and not only that, but I I think once once they win game one, they would have been in my mind they would have been favored to win the title that year because I think at that point at that point you're saying oh wait they have home court they have Kawhi and Kawhi in twenty seven Kawhi in twenty seventeen was playing like the, like well exactly like he is now he was yeah. playing like the best player alive and yeah. I think I think the the comparisons to this. Warriors team are the 04 Lakers. Mm. It's the 87 Celtics, mm. right? Okay. It's it, it's the team at the end of the run, right? It's the or the or the or the or the 12 Heat, right? It's a team kind of at the end at the limit, maybe even like the 13. Am I missing these years? Is it that no? It's the 13 Heat and the 14 Spurs. Yeah, right? it's okay. kind of okay. it's the team at the end where like people are like you know some people are leaving, some people are hurt. It's not quite the same. I've said this would be the most impressive banner that the Warriors can hang because, really, you know, it, it's not like it's not Joe Schmo on the other side. It's Kawhi Leonard who's playing like as this is as close to MJ as we've seen since MJ, right? Sure, sure. It, it, it's like he's going out, he's going out, and he's rebounding. Like in crunch time in a playoff game, he's rebounding, getting his, his own free throw. But <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. here, here's the thing: yeah, I still don't Jesus understand Christ. how he got that freaking rebound. The Bucks are the, the Bucks are the longest team in the league. Yes, like this isn't yes. like this isn't like you Houston. should not have an advantage in that situation. Yes, this is like they're they legit yeah. guy got three guys on the court that are like six ten or more, right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and somehow he slices through it, grabs the ball, like that, and like. He, just if you if the Warriors fuck around in the series, and part of my French, but I don't like any game that fuck around. Like I think Kawhi is going to close on them. And again, I think yep. at okay. worst I would think this series is a pickup, right? And this okay. is giving them a lot of respect because it's like this is a good Toronto team with like like a like possibly quite possibly the best player in the series, and they have home court, right? So I'm saying if if I'm saying it's a pickup, 
then I'm, I'm giving the, the Warriors a ton of respect, particularly if they're missing KD, who's, who's an MVP player, right? Sure. I mean, so sure. it's like... Okay, so here's 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 where I'm coming from, and I agree 100 that there is a legacy of fifth year uh, fatigue, uh, and clearly, clearly, LeBron's season this year was uh, was a product of having him having had to carry the Cavaliers so diligently last season, and just over the years that you know, kind of the wear and tear of making the run. Last last year's playoffs for LeBron were absolutely incredibly, uh, you know it was a one of a kind thing that he carried that team to the finals and he bore the brunt of that, uh, this year in the regular season, in my opinion. Uh, and I would go a different direction or at least, okay, now, and now I'm in full on narrative, narrative spinning territory here for a second. I'll make a point point on LeBron. I've heard, I've got some, I've got some, obviously we've got some BFF guys. We've got some sharp friends. And there was one who was telling me that LeBron was up to like 300 pounds at one point this season. I had heard that too. Yeah, yeah. He, so he 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 was not physically in the sa- in the same shape, but I think a lot of that was, was wear and tear of last year. Yeah, his calories like, are in red wine. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, why my why mom LeBron? LeBron was just like, yeah, no, you know what? I'm I'm checked out. Like once they couldn't get AD, I think he checked out of the season, which yeah, is fine. Sure. He, he was due for a vacation. He he, he wasn't going to win with this team anyway. Yes, no, I agree. But okay, so so the narrative spinning then though for this year's Warriors and the injury because because I was kind of exactly in the mindset you're laying out there as we entered the playoffs. Like there was a reasonable possibility that Durant had checked out, leaving the team, and if the going got tough, then you would see like the 04 Lakers kind of a meltdown. Like yeah, th- there was a very real possibility of that as I as we entered the playoffs, in my opinion. I think the Durant injury put a lot of that on its head. And it's weird to I even think- say this. And I've made a case the other way about how important Durant is to this team. Uh, and, you know, their playoff, their, their finals odds should not have effectively plateaued in the, you know, in his absence. But at the, at the same time, it has kind of given them a mental reset and it's kind of redefined roles. And, you know, and, and granted, it, I, to go the other way on this, We've never seen Curry carry this Warriors team in the finals. For whatever reason, he tends to no-show. And I liked your point about when Curry's off, it's a dumpster fire. I think that opens up lots of live betting opportunities in this game. You know, in this series, it'll be lots of live opportunities to take the wraps when Curry comes off. But, you know, it's it's still, it feels like a little bit of a reset not to have KD out there. And to a degree, he carried them in the finals last couple of years. And, you know, so maybe there's not as much mileage, not as much wear and tear on the core four here who have a ton more experience at this level than the guys you're going to be counting on for Toronto. Danny Green, yeah. he no-showed in that Bucks game. Who knows if his confidence is shot for the entire playoffs at this point? I mean, you know, he he goes 0 for 4 from 3 in game 1. Is he going to take another three-pointer uh, in the rest of the yeah, game? But they, Who knows? They, they've got a Phoebe. They've got a Phoebe. They've got Lowry. It's not like they need Danny Green to step up. It's not like – I was going to say, like, the, the, the answer on Curry is simple. Like, every time he gets to the finals, it was Cleveland – and Cleveland, which were basically Cleveland, the, the Cleveland def- defense was basically bumped the hell out of the smaller guards. They sure. Did yeah. The team, blueprint, they did the blueprint is absolutely the blueprint is absolutely there. I agree with you 100. percent You go out, you go out, and you bump the hell out of them, and they don't call it. They don't call it as as much in the finals, and it's always been the case. I think the. Let me ask you a question, right? So let's assume, like, how many teams in the East would have beaten Portland as they were in the Western Conference Finals in a series? I for sh- without a doubt three, 
four, four, maybe, four. maybe four. four. Yeah, maybe four. Yeah, well, Celtic, those are, those are, I, I mean, there, there was something specifically toxic going on in the Celtics team. I think, I think, I, I don't think, think Celtics, you can quantify. <laughs> I think the Celtics, I think the Celtics beat beat Portland in a series, given how, and this is Portland without Nurkic, Portland with Cantor Hurt, sure. and yes, Portland yes, 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 with uh, Lillard yes. Hurt. Yes, if that's yes, the case, if, yeah. if Myers Leonard, if Myers Leonard is Myers the guy Leonard, going yes. up, then, Al Farik no. and Myers Leonard and and CJ McCollum are going to have a tough time beating the Celtics. I so I know that Detroit doesn't beat them. Do the how, how do the Pacers do against? Nah, not well. That Pacers team was well. so fool's gold. Yeah, they were really I think I think functionally I think functionally four teams I think functionally four teams in the East could have won could have beaten that. And I think it's I mean it's great. I mean I don't think you can take too much from either the Portland series or what happened once KD went down in that Houston series. Because again, Houston signed like three of the worst players in the offseason in Mellow, MCW, and I forget who the other one was. But like and then they 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 basically got rid of them when they bought their defensive coach back. They rebuilt their team kind of in a very specific way to attack KD, which was again I mentioned this before. They they got all these like smaller flexible guys, but they weren't prepared for kind of having, oh now we need to tough up like rough, like rough up they didn't have the personnel to rough up uh like uh curry and i think again you can't i think the most the most interesting series for this warriors team is that and, and for the finals is that clipper series and the clippers didn't have the personnel but the clippers really did have they didn't have the personnel to beat them offensively but they did have the defense the defenders to throw at them it was really an interesting series and i think you know if you think of the raptors as a super super better version of that Clippers team, that's kind of where your head has to be at, right okay. for the series. And okay. I think that's that, that's the way to kind of, which is why I say, look, I mean, the action is such. I was I was talking to someone plus, I was like, plus, before, no, plus there's no Durant, right, 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 right. So yeah. the action was grabbing, like I think, like at one point, West Bay was at like Toronto at like plus four before Game Six, and that was like grabbing plus four to win the title, and just like kind of look at these games because again, the way my model is kind of breaking it down is it says, well, Toronto should kind of win the first two games. Probably lose game three and then win game four. Game four is the Oof, critical man. one. Right? That's kind of okay. like because game, because of the rest and kind of how it plays out, four is kind of critical. And again, I think it, it kind of becomes an interesting thing because you're kind of looking at the news on Wednesday because is Durant coming back? Like, is Durant going to say, oh, he's out one, two? Like, if Durant doesn't travel game one and two, he's probably not playing three and four. Right? Yeah. No, okay. Let's 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 write off Durant. Seriously, we, I I think you yeah. made the good point at the beginning. Like, let's. I, we, I yeah, think we're all kind of agree. Right, and, right off Durant uh, and the but, rest too. Yeah, let, Go, let yeah. Me, going yeah. back to this, the the price, the price of the series. Or honestly, the price of round one, the or the price of game one, the price of the series. I think people are probably overvaluing that sweep. Oh, I mean, how it. much? How long has it been? I mean, how long has it been? I mean, even for Toronto, the game's not till Thursday. Like, both teams are going to be plenty rested. Ten, ten days rest. Ten days no. rest for the Warriors. And may, maybe, five days and maybe rest you're, for the Raptors. You have ten days rest. it is it is a five day difference, but still, it's not like they're playing a back to back. Well, let, let's let's use this to piggyback an angle. So we are talking about ten days of rest for the Warriors, five days of rest for the Raptors. Does this set up a situation where the Warriors have on top of everything else that I think points to the right, you know, the right side in game one is the Raptors. On top of that, you have potential for 
rust. You have the potential for shooting being a little bit off. We see what happens to every single NBA team coming out of the All-Star break. When you have that massive rest, you do not particularly play well offensively. Offensive efficiencies were plummeting in the first quarter of games when you have teams coming in off of extended rest. Uh, is is this set up a situation where we look for a first quarter under in game one? Uh, does this set up a situation where, you know, that – because I kind of liked the over a little bit. I kind of thought, mm. oh, man, the, the Raptors are going to have a much easier time with the Warriors' defense than they've had in any of the three series so far to this point. They could – they could light it up like they could score. They, you know, it could be no, you know, no, uh, no resistance here. And on top of that, you have the potential for a little bit of a, you know, slump shooting slump potentially for the Warriors with uh, 10 days uh, sitting around uh, waiting for this, uh, waiting for this finals to start. Any of these angles uh, sound like uh, actionable angles to you? Well, I think what's going to happen is the, the, so the Warriors, sorry, the Warriors will basically go at, Kawhi probably with Iggy and help from uh, Dre or uh, Clay, right? I think that's what's going to happen. And then what that'll mean is one of the bigs for the Warriors, uh, for the Toronto, is going to be free, either Siakam or Gasol. Easy so I think, access to the rim, yes. Yeah, yeah, easy access to the rim for both those guys. And I think those are the guys I'm kind of looking at. Um, actually, here's a twist. You know who the best, like who's been consistently the best Raptor against the Warriors consistently? And actually, this is this gets us into a this gets us into a player prop for MVP angle, right? Oh really? Uh, yeah, and, who's and, the best? Uh, the I haven't best seen Van Fleet's price. No, no, it's not Van. It's not Van Fleet. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's my dark horse pick for Finals MVP. Even though I love Kawhi, I think Lowry has a shot because Lowry, Lowry's actually really? Lowry. If you look, if you go on Stat Muse and look at his numbers against the Warriors, they're very, very, very good because they'll really? basically collapse. They'll collapse and then like basically Lowry's the guy who's actually like floating open. And they're like the 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 Warriors on our team. They don't bump the guard, right? So they don't do the the bump the guard thing. So generally, like Lowry will basically like get a lot of open looks in this series. And I think it's if he's if he's there, he could have one of these two two or three big games. Uh, I think for DFS that have value. I think for the player props that has value. And I think for MVP that has value. I think his odds are pretty low. I mean, his odds are pretty good, right? Because uh, when the when the um, got to look at that. I have them. There's just some wicked background noise in here. I mean, Sorry all the yeah, all the um, odds are nice the, and long just because the Lowry the Lowry odds are twenty to one. Twenty five. I you can get twenty five at some places. I think twenty five to one. I think twenty five to one for twenty five to one is interesting for me for Kyle Lowry. Given again, given what so the Warriors are going to try to collapse and attack Kawhi. I don't think, based on what I've seen in the last two series, I don't think, like, I mean, like, the, the, the Sixers were literally throwing Embiid, Simmons, and Butler at him, and he still kind of was just, like, you know, just insane. But, sure. I mean, I think sure. they, can, they, can do, they can do enough to slow him down, and then that opens the door for, like, Lowry, and that opens the door for one of the bigs, right? So sure. if I'm playing DFS game to game, I'm looking at Lowry, I'm looking at Gasol, I'm looking at Siakam, Right. And I mean, they were also doing like it was interesting. Nurse did Nurse never did Ibaka and um, and Gasol. Uh, never he never did it in season ever ever ever. I think he did it for like five minutes in the entire season, and then he started like he he one of the great adjustments he made like once the other teams. I think it was once Philly went huge. Philly's huge, right? So once Philly went huge, he went Ibaka and Gasol, and it was really effective in one of the adjustments he made. And I actually think any minute that DMC plays, so when Boogie comes in, you might get Ibaka Gasol as a response. 
Gasol. Like Ibaka mm. Gasol, and then like Kawhi playing as a th- as a through three, and then like the, the you know they'll they'll if if any minute that DMC's on there, like Toronto will roll out this like massively sized lineup and rebound the hell like rebound the Warriors to that. Right? Mm, okay, is there a yeah. potential adjustment on the table for Kerr to, and... to put uh, to put uh, Clay on Lowry if Lowry gets off in game one? I mean, yeah. The problem is if you put Lowry on, if you put Lowry on, 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 uh, if you put Lowry on, sorry, if you put Clay on Lowry, that means you're conceding the post because that means Dre is the one who has to help on Kawhi, right? Because I, I don't think they're like you watch these games. Do you think there's any way you can cover Kawhi with a single person? I don't know. But you're gonna have to double no. up. So if, if, if if Lowry has to, if, if, sorry, if Clay has to go on Lowry, that means it's Iggy and Dre are covering Kawhi when he's going to the post, which is what they've been doing. Is like Kawhi attacks and he passes to the open man, and somebody's cutting towards the hoop. So if that happens, then then basically you'll see a lot of Siakam dunking and Gasol backing like Looney down, right? Which again, the, the you know these are not incompetent offense. I mean Siakam, sure. you know, has some limitations, but if he's a cutter and he's basically like getting like who would be the cover man on there? It'd be like like what. Uh, Bogut, um, Drevko. Well, yeah, I don't know. Dre, gotta be Drevko. I don't think Bogut gets Bogut. many minutes. Past. I think Bogut gets minutes in Game One in the series, and then we never see or hear from him again. Um, yeah, once Bogut's playing, I mean, it's this again. This will say, not- William Hill's hanging a 50, 50 to one on Lowry at Will Hill. You're kidding. Well, if only that's, anyone that's, could bet it. Even more into that, no course- bet there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They won't pay it. It's, it's hung. Um, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. We'll, we'll still steer back into the finals. Okay, couple, couple more thoughts for you. Um, let me set up a scenario that challenges how the the the, the series plays out. Because, and actually, you know what? And I see a correlation between Lowry MVP and this being a short series with the Raptors winning. If the Raptors yes. can win one and two, if they win Game Four and they can close out in five then I can see a situation where Lowry has put up average stats that are impressive enough to steal it from Kawhi. If the game, if the series goes long and the Raptors win, however, I do not see any scenario in which Kawhi does not win the MVP uh, if the Raptors are champions. All that said, the price on the Raptors for the series is better than the price on Kawhi for the MVP, so I don't see any point at all in back betting Kawhi MVP, but that's a discussion for another time. Um, let, let me push then on, on the way that the series unfolds. I again, I'm on the record. I've already got action on this. I am feeling strongly that the Raptors are a good look in the first half of game one, in the full game of game one, and that they, you know, that they start to tilt the narrative in their favor and people start hearing these arguments you're making and figuring it out for themselves that they are live dogs in this to win this title. Let's say, however, that it comes at the expense of some pretty lopsided refereeing in their favor, or at least no calls uh, in their favor, where um, where Kerr comes out after the game and just unloads on the refs and really just he pulls the old Phil Jackson special and really just you know just belly aching for calls for stuff, and you get Scott Foster in game two, and yeah, all well, of a sudden I, I, now I, I, I was gonna say if, I was gonna say if Kerr comes out and starts complaining about the refs, I guarantee you get the, you get as I as I as I lovingly call them, you're gonna get the bar in game two, and the sure. bar is what. Is, is Scott Foster and Tony Brothers, and in sure. that case, like, like you cannot, you cannot make that Raptors line high enough for me if it's Foster and Brothers in Game Two, because like we're we're go- we, like Toronto's going back to to Golden State like up to oh if it's Foster and Brothers in Game Two. 
Okay, it'll, wait, it'll, so, it'll, it'll, it'll be it'll be it'll be like it'll be like watching like a wrestling show. I don't know, man. I feel like the I feel like Foster. I feel like you put Foster in, and he likes to he likes to make things even for the road teams generally. Uh, and if that combine that with some belly aching about the not getting calls uh, for Steph, okay. I feel like you could see him. You could see him get a pretty favorable whistle for the Warriors in Game Two, and maybe they pull it out. And it's, it's I mean, just let me let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If 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 it's if they're not the crew for game one, and Kerr comes out and com- like like uh, Toronto wins, they get physical. Uh, Kerr complains, then you get not Foster and Brothers, you get Davis and Brothers. And if you get Davis and Brothers, then yeah, I mean that's that, that's literally like they they Davis and Brothers are really they don't count they don't they don't call fouls like sure. they, they 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 love physical defense. Uh, the Raptors I think are something like sixteen and one. It's sixteen and one or seventeen and one. Sixteen and one the last seventeen games that brothers officiated for them. I think they're seven and zero in the last games that Davis has officiated for them. They literally come they come out with bats when like both these guys are officiating games. I got so you. like if like, so and, and we've seen the league double down every time like somebody's complaining about the refereeing in public, the league has doubled down with the refs the ref assignment in the next game. It's okay. been kind okay, of it's, it's been lovely. Okay. 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 That that's interesting. I hadn't actually noticed that, but I'll, I'll buy that. Um, so, but for whatever reason, let's just say uh, that you have a dead even game two. Um, okay. That you know, curb curb makes whatever you know whatever ace he has. It's like we got to win one here. Uh, I want to win one of these first two so that we can close this out in five or six because he thinks he can win his two at home. If it's one one, for whatever reason, heading back to the bay, um, and I guess I guess. At that point, uh, is or, or really, what I really want to do here, I really want to buy into a nice price on the Warriors after they're down 0-1, because I feel like there's a reasonable chance that the Warriors win in five. I feel like there's a very think- reasonable chance that, and and I feel like the longer the series goes, the more even the chances are of either team winning. And even if, and if it gets to seven, now all of a sudden I really like the Raptors. Right. And, I think and a, a I ton think... of this is, yeah, I'm, I'm basing my, my, my thinking really on forcing Curry to carry this much of the offensive load through a very tough series. He will wear down. And I don't even I know think... that he's capable of carrying the load for, but, but, you know, let's assume he does carry the load for two, three, four, and it's three, one. At that point, I'm thinking, okay, game five to me is kind of a de facto game seven. The Raptors win at home. If they can hold off Curry for game five, if they can win at home, now I'm like, okay, Raptors are probably a good buy price in game six. And, you know, a game seven, all bets are off. Raptors probably have a small advantage at home in game seven. Uh, that's kind of say, my outlook on the series. I will say if you're looking to buy action on Golden State, my suggestion is buy it after you find after Wednesday. They're going to announce that they're probably going to announce that Boogie's going to play in game one or two, and that KD is not going to travel. And that is the point. Like the point one once they announce that KD is not going to travel to Toronto, that's when you want if you, that you're going to get your best price, uh, unless like Toronto wins handily the first two games. Right, I think you. What, like, I, if, what if they just win handily in game one? What kind of price would we expect to see on the Warriors? I mean, on the, yeah, the, the, war, the Warriors are what minus three something right now. Let's minus say so. Three, if it, it's a, the best price you could get after a game one, let's say, yeah. 
let let's say Kawhi comes out like a monster and they win by like let's say game one plays out like game one against the Spurs was playing out two years ago. So they come out and they just comp- they run him off the court. It's like like no Jaza injury. Kawhi has his range. He comes out. He just murders the Warriors. They win by thirty. Right? They just they just completely they run him off the court. Game one. And KD's been announced out. Right? Yeah. If those two things happen. You're probably getting close to a pick'em for the Warriors. Right? Okay. If, but but it, this is this is but again two very specific things. KD has to be announced out. Out. He's out. He's not playing. He's a Nick. Right? Forget forget about KD. He's a Nick. Right? This is announced as news. And like Kawhi comes out and just runs him off the court, right? Okay. And that is that that I think is the best case for a price there, right? But again, here's the thing: Do you at that point, if that happens, do you want it? I mean, unless you're, I mean, I know you, you're probably hedging, but do you really want it? Yeah, I kind of. So I kind of want it because I want to be able to play Raptors in the points in five and six if we get there. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I think, like I want to set up. I want to set up because you know because I'm expecting game three and four to go to you know go the way of the Warriors. I don't have strong convictions on that, but you know what the hell they're you know they they shoot the damn lights out up there, and it it's going to be the the Raptors. The concern I have about the Raptors beyond the fact that Siakam, you're counting on Siakam to not go cold. Uh, you know, he has to contribute 20 plus points a game for you. Uh, and he's never been on this biggest stage. You're counting on Danny Green, not no showing. You're counting on Marcus Saul, who's never been to this point, giving you something on offense. And he's shown times to go absolutely AWOL uh, in terms of off- offensive contributions. And th- there's just too many fragile pieces around Kawhi on the Raptors that I think you need to count on contributions from uh, to to consider them, um, you know, live in in the in the bay in games four and five i'm sorry in games three and four which to me which to me sets up if if they split one and two which i think is probable if they split one and two then i think you're looking at three one warriors coming back to toronto for game five at which point i want to have something in my pocket that cashes the warriors pull off game five but i also but i want to be able to swing away on toronto free and clear in five and six do you know what i mean yeah I, yeah, I know what you mean. I keep coming back to I think that like I think I think the Warriors will screw around one of the games at Oracle because they always do. And the difference with this series to the other series is they'll screw around. And and Ka- Kawhi has always had kind of this thing where like you know like he decide like it happened in the in the game against the against the Bucks when they were down fifteen. He decides no, I'm 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 beating you now, and he starts like just he he starts cutting the ball. He he just makes every play. Right, he makes every play on defense. He makes every play on offense, and all of a sudden, you're you're you know you, you he he wins one that he shouldn't win, and it's a, it's a you know I I at this point the stats basically in the playoffs like are saying that Kawhi is playing at a level that really only MJ and LeBron play, right? So I'm like at the point where like I know he's going like I I'm basically in my head I'm saying Kawhi is going to get a game he shouldn't get, right? And, and this has kind of been the case in every series. Like, they should not have won game three. And there's an argument they shouldn't have won game six against the Bucks. But, like, yeah, Kawhi right. was like, no. I, no, I'm, I'm, going to read I'm the best player in this series. Yes, yes. I, I'm going to steal that ball. I'm going to, 
strip you. I'm going to rebound that three in traffic. I'm which, yeah. And and I kind of feel that, and you kind of have to account for that. And I'm like going like, look, if if my, if my money's on like, and again, if my money's on the on the on on the Raptors, I'm saying, you know, I'm counting on Kawhi to actually like get one. I I think that the most likely scenario, I mean, at worst, I think you're two two going to game five. I think that's my. I mean, I think even if they split the games in Toronto, I think they split the games in Oracle too. Okay. Just because, okay. I, because I just think what happened is like, like, like the the Warriors will screw around and and Kawhi will just say, okay, I'm I'm taking this game, and there okay. isn't like, like, and if the ref, and again, it's gonna be if the ref crew is in such that like the Warriors aren't getting any calls, then Kawhi is basically gonna take one of those games, right? And again, this isn't bias. This is just there's a crew that basically lost physicality. Like, like, and Curry just can't get an open look because he's getting bumped onto the floor every time he tries, right? Which yeah. happened before in the finals. And again, I think the most, I mean, to me, the most likely scenario for the Warriors winning is them winning in seven, in my, in my opinion, okay. right? Because like in that scenario, then you're, you know, you're getting a completely neutral whistle and it, it, it's kind of the kind of game where like, you know, somebody can get hot and they can shoot and they can win, right? And yeah, sure. I mean, again, I, you've you've watched you've watched both these teams play this season. Do you yes. really think that Toronto's not going to show up to these games? I do. It's not about not showing up. It's about their yeah. propensity to have small stretches where their offensive efficiency dips. And in but, those stretches, if the Warriors are humming, right? If if it's an over game, right? If the game is if the game is on pace to go yeah. over the total, if if the offensive efficiencies are there, in a, in that game state i'm concerned as hell about the raptors having like a, a you know a five minute brain fart where they only score four points i agree i mean i i i know that i think that then and what will generally happen like there's there's probably going to be a game like that right and for sure it's three three or it's see it, i think three or four maybe three and four kind of look like that that's kind of where i'm at on the on the, on the first half of the way the series played out and so i, I, I don't know do you remember a couple of weeks ago here i mean do you remember when we were looking at i mean even let's say before the boston and philly series even got really going i mean you and i were kind of in agreement it's going to be milwaukee toronto uh i guess i didn't see the philly series going that deep but uh, I mean, we're in agreement there, and I I have a bunch of Warriors futures, and I sat and said I want a long series that Toronto comes out of. I'd rather see the Warriors play Toronto right now. I know Giannis was kind of peaking, um, even after I mean game. Let's say game game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. You, you know, it was a Toronto punt game eventually. Sure. But even after like game two, it was kind of feeling like eh, you know. Like Kawhi's a really great player, but I think it'd still be awesome if Toronto came back, won this in six or seven. Like after games three, four, five, all after every one of those games, I'm like, I'm not a hundred percent sure I want my Warriors <laughs> playing Toronto right now. Like that that completely yes, it's not and it's not like it was a huge it was never a yes, huge yes. Yeah, it was never a huge gap for me. Like the the Milwaukee Toronto, it wasn't like this gigantic gap, like, oh, I want Toronto way, way worse. I just said Toronto would probably be a better I mean just odds makers agreed everything was lining up where that's where I wanted and boy that fucking flipped hard that flipped so hard for me and yeah I'm I'm going to have some Toronto I'm like I'm going to buy out of some liability with just I mean the price dictates it 
So I, yeah. I'm probably you get you're talking about all these fancy strategies as far as getting after it. I I just want to sit back and I mean, enjoy the finals and take my free I mean, money because I have dubs that like a pick them. Oh yeah, I think, I think one you one do one it. One then thing, kick your feet up. One of the things is I think Spoonie was doing this, which is like you're going to be getting you're going to be getting free points on Toronto pretty much every game, right? And yes. If, if if you're just like you don't want to get into the series, who's going to win? Then just grab the free points. I mean, like as I said, I mean, I mean, you know, just 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 look at it. Look at the ref assignments. Like if the game looks like, and you know, obviously this stuff is all online. So if it if it's if it's lining up for a game where like there's not going to be a lot of foul calls and it looks like it's going to be kind of a physical slugfest, then I, generally you're going to be getting free points on Toronto. So take advantage of that. Right. Yeah. And, I, yeah. I don't yeah. think I'm going to make a single in. I don't think I'm going to make a single pregame play on the Warriors this whole series. Like I, I honestly yeah. can't see a scenario where I will save see value on the Warriors aside, unless well, uh, we see just a completely weird wild line. I think Toronto. I think Houston lost that series against the Warriors, but I think they pretty much covered the spread in every game. Unless I think they didn't cover on the. Am I wrong? I think I think they uh, covered game every, six was, every game. game. Game six, they were favorites and lost. Otherwise, I'd. Do think they covered every spread? Yeah, I think I think they covered every spread except the last game. So I mean, one, like, of, one it, of them on the Steph Curry missed layup in overtime. <laughs> I mean, I know, but, but, the, but the point being, it was a missed dunk. I guess oh he got blocked. God, the, the rim blocked him in overtime, and that that cost the the Warriors the cover in Houston. Sorry, but sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but the point is, like, you're gonna be getting three points on. You're gonna be getting getting three points on Toronto. Take advantage of that, right? And I think that's. It's fine. I mean, for daily, okay. if you're the matchups, and I think that I if you want to avoid with that, then just. Just do that. I mean, the other the other thing is like play the game, like play the game of the first half on Toronto, and then like assume like like happens sometimes like the Warriors are the Warriors had like to come back in the second half. Like, yeah, they, they, they this yeah there. this core this core four does have that third quarter pop. Like that was an old that was an old uh, angle that was just completely unaccounted for in the lines makers. Uh, the Warriors third quarter spreads. Uh, yeah. Through and and this this core does seem to have that 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 angle completely fell apart this season, well, <laughs> but uh, in this postseason without Durant, they have shown that propensity. But uh, so yeah. I, let me ask you a historical question, Arturo. As someone who has a lot of context in history, do you remember the last finals where the best player in the finals did not win the finals? The last finals when the best players in the finals did not win the finals. That's going to be. Uh, the 20, 2015 finals. 2015, where it was LeBron and a bunch oh. of schmucks versus, <laughs> versus, uh, like, basically, like, uh, the answer that question. Clay's first ever trip. Yeah, it's going to be, it was, it was, it was, and LeBron was clear the best play in 2015. I think that one, I think before that, uh, you, gotta, probably, you, got, you, you gotta go way back. Probably like, well, no, I probably, I probably go to 2007. I mean, you can make the argument that it was Duncan, but it was a Duncan or LeBron in that, in that, in that series. Again, LeBron, a bunch of schmucks, uh, uh, in that 207 team. Before that, God, um, probably 2004. Uh, if Before, you consider. Yeah. Shaq, yeah, before Shaq can, was Shaq. the best player in that series in the Pistons. Yeah, yeah, no, player. I agree. Shaq I was agree. the best player in that series. Uh, before that, God. Um, it's, it's, it's rare. <laughs> it's really rare. Uh, 84? I want to say 84. Or, wait, 84 or 87? The, the, the one, Celtic, the one yeah. that the, the, the one where Bird missed, missed a shot in game six. That every, every, like, the Lakers were all like, well, he missed? What the hell? 
Uh, that was an 87, uh, 87 Lakers beat the Celtics in that. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, but 87, that 80, well, see, 87 is a good, is a good uh, comparison uh, to this Warriors team because I think that, like, you know, they were, that Celtics team was, like, just, just a, like, half the people were injured. Uh, Mikhail had, like, the, like, at the foot, like, uh, Bird was hurt, like, and, and, and it was, like, a really long slough. I mean, you obviously, Len Bias died. I mean, they were, they're just, that team was a wreck. And yeah, I think that right. I, I think that this Warriors team is comparable because again, I mean, we've said this. I mean, you know, I think guys, some guys have checked out, uh, some guys are hurt. Uh, the bench isn't what it used to be. Guys are older, uh, and so I mean, I think again, I think I keep coming back to like, like if if I was in a vacuum looking at the numbers, at worst, I'd put the series as a pickup, right? And I get why people don't do that, but like. I just think that like getting like getting edge on Toronto is is it, it, no. I mean, it shouldn't be happening that way, right? And unless, look, yeah. if I'm saying if I'm saying pick them Warriors, right? Yeah, right, right. I'm saying right. they're beating a team who had the same record as them, missing Kevin Durant and without home court. Which I mean, I'm giving them a ton of respect. It's just like you know, I'm looking at it objectively and going like, but they're missing these players, and it isn't like this. Like it isn't like Toronto doesn't have the personnel specifically to attack them, right? Toronto, yeah, the Bucks, sure. and, t- Toronto, the Bucks, and the Sixers all have the personnel specifically to attack this this iteration of the Warriors, right? Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Like nobody in the West really did, but like everybody in the East kind of like was set up to like throw lengths and bodies and physical. Oh man, your case is very freaking compelling, man. <laughs> it's very compelling. I just I can't shake the fact that if the Warriors can get it done early, you know, if they if they can, you know, if, if the ball bounces their way in game two, if they have offensive performances that are up to their home offensive performances in game three and four, like if they're three one, I think it think I think they have I think they're alive in five. And if they win, in, they you know obviously that's the series. But if they don't, think, that now I'm completely flipping, and I'm like, okay, if they if they lose five, then they're then they're toast because it's just going to be too damn hard for Steph to carry as much of the offensive load as he's going to be asked over five over seven games. And it kind of it goes back to my question for you of of you know what what are some examples of playoff of of NBA Finals where the best player was on the losing team, uh, and it's freaking rare and it take it's but wait, it's, but wait, you know, but wait, but wait <laughs> yeah it's tough but see here's here, here's the problem 95 who, Shaq. Who, who, i'm putting him over elijah one wait a second oh, who, who 95 Shaq. Second? No. No, no, no. <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding see this okay, is where okay. we, i think, I think, I think they got swept i think we just because nick and nick sorry go ahead who's the best player who do you think is the best player alive right now uh it's Kawhi leonard Coming like, into this playoffs, I thought it was Durant, but right now I think it's Kawhi, and some of that I mean, might be Kawhi. recency bias. But, but, uh, but, yeah. but when the playoffs started, I predicted uh, we would see Raptors, Warriors, and the Warriors would win, and it was on the basis of Durant being unstoppable. Uh, and I think, I think I'm flipping a little bit on this. I think Kawhi probably is the best player alive right now. Well, I mean, I think the one thing to account for is the Raptors basically babied him the entire season and just rested the rest of the rest of them, and he's moving a lot more freer now than he was in season. But again, here's the point: like he was covering, he was shutting down Jimmy Butler in the Sixers. League. He was like he was yeah. shutting down Giannis, and he was he was assigned to Giannis, and the numbers on like he just completely shut Giannis down every time he was covering him. 
So he's covering the number one defensive assignment, coming onto the other side and being like the number one high usage player on the other side, and then making hustle plays all over the floor. Getting it was just okay. You know, I mean, this is the kind of performance that LeBron used to do in the in the playoffs. And you're like going in that, and we're like, okay. And 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 again, I I think so. Thinking of your narrative, I'm actually thinking of it and going like, to me, I mentioned Lowry, but I actually think on the opposite side, I think Clay might be a good bet because I think. The path to the Warriors winning, if we assume KD is out, is on Clay. Clay has to make a bunch of threes, right? I think that's that's because like the the the, the Sixers, sorry, the the Raptors will collapse on Curry and foul him, and Clay will have open looks, right? Okay. Okay. And if if Clay can make a bunch of threes, then that's the path to to the Warriors winning. That's that has to be the path for, for the Warriors winning. If like you're Nick, has- okay, yeah. if, if you're if you're Nick Nurse and Plan A of Hammer Cl- Hammer Curry doesn't slow him down, what is Plan B? How do you attack him on the defensive end? Because Steph is a defensive liability, put, no doubt. Put, I still I, I am still mad at, at Mike D'Antoni for refusing for for refusing to pick up the fucking pace and letting letting everybody catch up. Uh, after they switched on to Curry for like games one, two, three, and four, they did the, they did it the whole damn time. It took until I think it took until game uh, uh, four for them to figure it out. Anyway, what, what's what's Plan B if uh, if you can't Kawhi. stop Curry offensively? You got to attack him defensively. You put Kawhi on. Okay. Wow. I mean, we know that we know this is that we know this is what's going to happen. They're they're going to they're going to bump him with Lowry and FBV and Danny Green. And if that doesn't work, they're gonna throw they're gonna throw Kawhi at him. That's that's what's gonna happen. And they'll throw Kawhi at him. They'll put Danny on Clay, and they'll put like some either Gasol or Siakam on Dre. That's the defensive assignment. Like, okay. And 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 again, it's I mean like it, it, you know Kawhi will be the help guy on that in that situation. So like what'll happen is like if he comes in or out, like so like somebody will be coming in the perimeter, he'll cover him. He's coming in or out. And I kind of th- I mean I think Kawhi can basically cover him clean. And it's a lot of it's a lot of work to assign. Like it's you're putting a lot of pressure on on Kawhi in that situation. But he he was covering. They weren't using him in Giannis all the time, but he was doing it like what fifty percent of the time. Sure. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think that that's your answer. That's what they're going to do. And anyway, okay. this is why I said like I think I think the path for the Warriors winning is 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 Clay. I think it's I think it's Clay. I think I think Clay is your. I mean, probably your value for like Finals MVP for the Warriors if you're looking for like somebody. I think you, you can't be more than like twenty to one, right? Okay. So do you think? Uh, so in summary, let's 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 wrap this up. This was absolutely fascinating, and your perspective is extremely valuable. And I really thank you for taking the time to do this with us. Uh, but to wrap up, do you think uh, we see a little bit of player prop value for the series on Clay and Kyle Lowry? I think yeah. That? I think yes. I, I agree with that. I think we you basically talk through it, Kawhi. Is is if you're grabbing Kawhi, you might as well just grab Toronto. You're getting better odds on Toronto. Uh, and we've 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 talked at length before where we say like, yeah, like like even if they lose the series, Kawhi isn't winning the MVP. And I, I kind of just I think there's a slight chance, but I think that your bet your best bets if you're looking for some value is going to be Kyle Lowry and it's going to be like Clay Thompson because yeah. I think specifically those are the guys. I mean, like some like you know Marcus All could explode, but I doubt it. Not, Siakam, for, f- not think, for five, six games, right? Yeah, Draymond. Yeah. Draymond. Yeah, if, if that, if, if one of the bigs for Toronto starts going off, Draymond will basically just get assigned to him, exactly. and then like Kawhi yeah. will go off. And I think right. that so your best bet is a perimeter guy, and like Lowry's done well against the Warriors, and I think Clay hitting a bunch of threes is the path for the Warriors. I mean, that could totally happen, and so I mean, like that's where you're going. Okay, so you know, because I don't think I mean I think like 
the, the best thing that could happen to Toronto is Boogie playing a lot. Because if Boogie <laughs> plays a lot. No, seriously. And, and, yeah, and I yeah. mean, because what will happen so is. Out of shape. Well, yeah, he's had two major foot injuries. And if they play Boogie and Dre, that means they're playing big, and Toronto can go like, okay. Like now we can play Ibaka and like Gasol and we can like you know and and just play like they can see like, they, hell they can roll out with like Kawhi the the two of they wanted to right yeah. so they can roll these like like really huge lineups which favor them from terms of rebounding and they'll get more athletic so I think I think the Warriors will kind of if I'm if I'm Kerr I'm staying away from like the 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 boogie lineups as much as I can I'm playing like against like like the 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 bench but like the Raptors aren't really playing the bench okay well. uh I won't put you on the spot for an official prediction because you were kind enough to put basically the entirety of your, the guts of your model, what goes into it, what comes out of it on your Twitter page. So by all means, check out at American numbers, Andy, I need an official prediction from you though. I know you're going to kick your feet up and punt and take your, take your free money on this one. But we're going seven. Hopefully honestly, we're going seven. I don't know. So what's your favorite over, over, over six, over six games. Did you see what the price was on over six? I I I don't have your prop sheet open. Anymore. Over six is plus one fifty. Um, over six. What is, is the plus, over six? Plus one fifty-seven. What's plus? How how hard do they juice over five and a half? Minus one forty-one. Yeah, the, maybe the, just the most six. the most likely the market the, the market thinks the market thinks the most likely outcome here is Warriors and six. Yeah, I saw that. I kind of like that prop, maybe an over six. I I kind of like the maybe some Lowry um, Lowry player props at home. Now that you fully got me convinced that uh, like Lowry can actually have a good series, especially when they're not playing at Oracle. Um, maybe at Oracle where they drop some of those down, it'll be interesting to look at some of those prices. Uh, we talked off air about MVP prices too. I think the uh, what what were we talking as far as Draymond? It, it was just so hard to come up with a reason to back any of those long shots because it was like, you know, in this scenario, they win the series, Draymond or Lowry has like a really good season or series, but then also, you know, Kawhi or Curry doesn't. That is difficult, but I think if you had to pick one or the other, you know, I've been talked off Draymond, but I did love the, especially if you could find Lowry 30 or 50 to one. I saw some of the prices that maybe, that maybe justifies it a little better than some of the shit that the Draymond's down from 10 to six to one, some places even. So that number's beat up. I think I'll probably take some long shots on that. Like I said, kick my feet up. Are you, uh, are you going with your plan then? Well, you're just, uh, you're betting series prices after multiple points here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, I, I mean, like, I, I, I want to try to corner because, I, 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 like, like I said, my expectation here is that the Warriors are very, very capable of getting it done in five. Uh, but if they don't, then I'm now completely out of love for them to win the series at all, right? So it's so I'm kind of I'm kind of at like game like I think we get to game five, Warriors up three one, and we're legitimately talking about a de facto game seven. Like whoever wins like, that, and, and and I give that a, a kind of a toss up. Like Toronto I mean, and home in game five, like they can win that game. So at that point, I you know, so I, I don't have 
you know, strong conviction either way who wins the series. I do think there's value on Toronto with the current line. Uh, I don't think that the price should be as favorable to, you know, it implies that the Warriors win the title 73% of the time. That, that seems crazy to me. I'm more at like 65 ish, probably. That's high. Uh, and, mm. and, but at the same time, like it has to go exactly right for the, for the Raptors to get it done because I, I don't have a ton of conviction or confidence that they can, you know, win game three and four way three or four and that they're I, I i'm hopeful that they can win the first two i'm hopeful they can defend home court if it's two if it's two two in game five then i'm feeling great about toronto uh but uh but it's 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 awful it's just awful uh, uh awful tough for me to see the warriors not taking one of the first two and then you know it's a it's a lot to ask the the, the raptors to get a win in in game three and four in my opinion I mean, yeah. Kind of I mean, there. and a lot's a lot's been said there, but the the price the price is if I didn't have Warriors tickets, I'd probably still grab some Toronto at this price. I mean, I was gonna say if, you, uh, if you're grabbing, I don't want to pause it. It's still a good price. If, if you're grabbing Warriors at six and Warriors at like Warriors and six or Warriors and five, I mean, if you're wanting Warriors and six, you're likely gonna get points on Toronto in that game. So absolutely, and I'm gonna take those yeah. points and be. I can I kind of really want that scenario to play out. Mm-hmm. I really, really want it. Like, cause I, that's that is the you know games. You know, if 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 this goes the way we think, and and Curry's getting physicaled in a bunch of these games, and he's being asked to carry the lion's share of the offensive load, and you know, and and you know, nurses getting opportunities to see what Kerr's, you know, attacking him and they get familiarity with some of the complexities of, of the Warriors offense. The longer this series goes, the more I like the, the reality of the Raptors winning this. And doesn't Curry always twist an ankle? Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. And we haven't really seen it yet. Well, we gotta find uh, a Curry go Curry walks to the locker room mid game. <laughs> Yeah, but I, 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 right. No, I, I think I, I do think the way to attack this series, I don't think it is really getting involved in the series prices unless you have a specific plan in mind. Uh, and uh, I, I think I think we just back we just back Toronto and take take the points with Toronto when we get them. I, I, I really think that's that's kind of the attack here. If you're holding Toronto action, so if you're holding Toronto futures, then going series price like and you're looking for a hedge, go series price warriors like as you said six which is the most likely outcome, and then take the points on Toronto in those games. Like, if you want to hedge again, right? I mean, like, that's where the edge is. Like, I think that, like, sure. a slight, build, like, a build yourself, first... build yourself a little middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, there's there, there's some positions. The positions to take are those to go to serious price, which is better than, like, you. I mean, here's the thing. I don't think there's any chance the series goes. I mean, I don't think this thing goes for one. There's no way. Because, like, if, if, it, if it's even close to that either way, you're going to get like a rough assignment that will take care of that. Sure. So the teams close, are close enough that it does not seem likely at all. Yes. Right. Six is much more likely. And then in any situation where you get into a game six, there's different positions you can take. As you're saying, if it's the last game in Oracle, like last game ever in Oracle, right, and you've got sure. the worst to win the title in six, and you can take action the other way for the Raptors. It'll get like what, like five, six points on the Raptors? Dude, That's it's gonna it. be way more. It's gonna be way more. It's gonna be like eight. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm like salivating at that scenario. Seriously, man. It's it, they're gonna be such a public side in that spot. It's good. There's just gonna be three or four free points. It's gonna be great. I can't wait. Let's get a game six, please. It's gonna be in like three <laughs> weeks. Do you see the schedule for this, mother? <laughs> it's so spread out. 
game six isn't until like the end of fucking June. Uh, anyway, all right, let's wrap this up. Good job, guys. That was tremendously fun. I, you know, loved loved all the insight, and I, I think you made an extremely strong case uh, for the Raptors. So congratulations, uh, and uh, by all means, you are kind of out there on a limb. I haven't heard anyone else make this case, and if the Raptors pull it off, like you you can do the victory lap of all victory laps. It's going to be spectacular. So best of luck to you and the Raptors. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, enjoy the rest of the finals, guys. <laughs>